Hello and welcome to the Truth and Grace Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Russ, and I want to thank you for joining me today. On Truth and Grace, we tackle tough topics in the Christian church, and we do it by strengthening believers through God's Word and pointing to His abundant grace. I don't sugarcoat it over here, but I do hope to wrestle with messy and grace. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I want to ask for your help. If you enjoy the show, would you mind subscribing and leaving a review? By doing both, you greatly help this show in its visibility and just getting it out there to more people. And let's be honest, the church, you know, with the big C, is facing some tough times and is in a bit of a mess. So anything that helps facilitate healthy discussion and points Jesus is a benefit, am I right? So please consider helping with a subscribe and a review. All right, now on today's episode, I want to shatter a myth, an idea that's floating around the church and really in our culture. And it's this phrase, you are good enough. Ever heard that? Yeah, me too. Lots. And I know the intentions behind this phrase are good and well, but it's also misleading, especially for people longing to feel good enough who are struggling with value and worth, which is me. I'm not good enough. It's the phrase I've played in my mind thousands of times since I was a child. It's been my Achilles heel, literally the one sentence I've struggled with most in my life. And for so long, I've tirelessly toiled away to prove these words aren't true about me, that I am good enough. I've tried to be the best wife, mother, pastor, writer, friend, family member, etc. All of the above. I've wanted to show myself and the world that I was good enough and ultimately that I did matter, that I had value. But all this striving in the world has left me exhausted, people. I mean, honestly, it's left me worn out and broken down. No matter how hard I have worked to be a good enough wife, mom, pastor, and friend, I have often come up short every time. And you know what? It's incredibly discouraging. I mean... Do you relate at all? Have you fought to prove your value and worth through being good enough? It's rough, isn't it? Well, a shift took place for me when I was feeling particularly defeated, and I'm going to fill you in on what God spoke to my heart. It actually surprised me. Now, a few months ago, I heard the gentle whisper of the Holy Spirit speak into my weary heart, something I never expected to hear. What if you aren't good enough? Now, I quickly reacted and thought, surely you don't mean that, God. I fought it. I said, we are told time and again that we are good enough and we should fight any lie that says otherwise. But if I'm honest, there is some truth to this phrase. Because you know what? I'm not good enough. (gasps) I know. I was just as shocked as you might be right now. But the truth is, none of us are capable to pull off our purpose or tackle the obstacle or walk through the valley faithfully alone. We are limited in our humanity. We just don't have it in us to do what only God can do. We are undeserving, and it's this awareness that makes the gospel so much sweeter. You and I haven't earned any good gift, and yet the Father chooses to lavish us with them anyway. James 1.17 says, and I, I quote this phrase in my head all the time, Every good and perfect gift is from above, 
coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. We aren't deserving of salvation. We also haven't earned daily mercy, provision for our needs, or the precious memories we've collected with loved ones. We don't deserve it. But God gives it all to us. He takes care of us. And He alone does what we can't do. All right, well, I want to get back to this myth in the church that we are good enough, right? You know, one popular message going around right now is in Rachel Hollis's book, Girl, Wash Your Face. Um, it's this message that you are the hero of your story. And I know I'm probably going to be a little controversial talking about what I'm going to talk about in the next few moments. But um, hey, we're going to talk about it, right? Because this there's, a, there's this myth going around um, that so many women are believing from her book. And it's this myth that you are the hero of your story. And you know what, people? That's completely false. And you may love this book and you may love her, but that is completely false. You are not your own hero. And that's a very dangerous message to both proclaim and believe because Christ is the hero. That's it. That's the gospel. The whole Bible points to Jesus rescuing us. From the very beginning, from the Old Testament, all throughout the Old Testament, the New Testament, everything points to Jesus. He is the hero. And anyone who says differently, anyone who says you are the hero is teaching a false gospel. Okay, And honestly, I don't know a single person with spiritual maturity or strong biblical knowledge who endorses this theology. Um, and you can read lots of material out there from very trusted biblical sources that will speak to the fact that that's a false theology. Listen, Rachel has some great content, and she's encouraging, but thousands of women are being redirected from true provision and reliance on God to self-reliance, and the Bible has a lot to say about how dangerous that is. Her teaching is leading a lot of people, you know, Christian women who don't know the difference from a Christ-centered gospel, and the Bible warns against that. There's also the prosperity gospel, and it's misleading, using, you know, God as a way to benefit yourself. But I say that because recently I heard Victoria Osteen on a very popular podcast, and she talked about how everything you need is in you, and that God will never put you somewhere that you aren't prepared for. And honestly, that's just far from true because the thing is, we are very much lacking and we need Jesus to help us. That's another phrase going around that, you know, God will never give you more than you can handle. But again, false because God will put you in situations where you fall short so that, you know what, you'll lean on his strength and not your own, where um, your weaknesses will flare up so that he can show up in your life and get the glory. None of us are good enough to be a child of God, but he chooses us. I certainly did not deserve salvation. I don't deserve it. I made so many mistakes before becoming a believer, and I still make so many mistakes. And it blows my mind that God saw a 16-year-old girl who was a total hot mess and saw all the mistakes, you know, my moral failure, everything that I would go on to do. He still chose to love me and to save me and to use me, and that's a beautiful gift you know, if you're a spouse or a parent, you won't be able to be everything your family needs. Neither are you capable in your own strength to reach your potential as you lead, care for, or inspire others. 
but God equips you to be his vessel. God uses you in spite of your weaknesses and empowers you where you don't measure up. In 2 Corinthians 10 through 12, um, chapters 10 through 12, Paul, you know, spoke a lot about his weaknesses. And this is so very important. And this is the heart of the podcast. And and this is what I really want you to hear. Um, Paul had plenty of accomplishments to boast about, but he decided he'd rather talk about his failings for the sake of Christ. You know, so many of us go throughout life wanting to talk about our accomplishments and showing on social media our best life and living our best life and all the wonderful things about ourselves. But Paul was very just upfront about showing the weaknesses of his life and the trials and the struggles because in that he could boast about Christ. This is what 2 Corinthians 12 verses 9 through 10 say. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Here's the truth we often resist, people. (laughs) Weakness is an avenue for God's power to be made perfect. When you attempt to tackle life in your own strength, you're essentially saying that you don't need help, that you don't need Him, which is pride. Listen, any thought or action that removes God from the equation is sin. I mean, just I mean, there's so many stories in the Bible of people taking matters into their own hands. Honestly, the first story that popped into my mind was Sarai and Abram, right? They had been given the promise that they would have an heir. And 10 years after that promise, Sarah was getting very discouraged and very impatient. And she came up with this plan to sort of help God's plan along, right? By giving her servant Hagar to her husband and to conceive a child and heir through that. Sarai didn't wait for God's best. She wasn't waiting for his answer to the prayer. She was answering the prayer in her own strength. And she just needed to rest and to lean into her weaknesses to trust God in his timing. You know, God, which is side note, God's prayer to your answer will always be better than your prayer to your answer. So we want to lean into the weakness, people, so that God's strength can show up. Here's a key to a flourishing life. When you admit that you do have weaknesses and instead of fighting them, rather lean into them, his his power floods into any gaps you have. And when that happens, God gets the glory. Instead of fighting and striving for worth, instead of proving you are good enough, what if you simply leaned into your weaknesses a bit more? I mean, certainly give your all and do your creative best with what has been given to you. However, stop toiling away and depleting your energy when God has all the power you could ever need. The next time you feel like you aren't measuring up at home, work, or in ministry, stop and pray. Invite the Holy Spirit to empower you to be a spirit-filled parent, spouse, friend, leader, and employee. When you realize that your weaknesses are actually beautiful places for God to shine, you'll take a deep breath and let go of all the expectations. You'll rest in His provision. And next time you hear the words whispering to your weary heart that you are not good enough, you'll be able to say, you're right, I'm not, but my God is, and when I am weak, then I am strong by His power. Can I get an amen? 
All right, friends, thank you for joining me today. If this podcast is ministering to you or you think others might find it interesting, please subscribe and leave a review. A review helps this podcast grow, which helps to get the word out to people besides you. You can also become a regular contributor to the show and Truth and Grace Ministries through Patreon, and you can find a link to my page in the show notes. I hope that you'll pray and consider becoming a regular contributor so that um, God can just keep working through this ministry. Tune in again next month as we tackle tough topics in Truth and Grace. In the meantime, you can find more information about me, read weekly devotionals, and find out what I'm doing around the web at BrittanyRust.com. See you next time.